Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel. iHealth Radio with your host, Hurricane H. Um, new day. Um, great show we're going to have today. It's a topic that uh, we hear about all the time. And it's happening and it will happen. And it continues happening. And um, unfortunately, it's part of life today. And my guest today is going to talk to us about this topic in a, maybe a different angle. And we've talked about this in previous shows, but but today's angle is going to be a little bit of a, a business-like concept, right? And we're gonna we we're gonna we gotta dive in, you know, dive in and, and and break it down to you guys. So without any further ado, I have with me Aaron Shelley, and Aaron is an author. He wrote a book, and we're going to talk about the book shortly. But really, he has an amazing story of his life that turned into a lot of you know stuff that happened around him and got him into this this discussion today. Well, I mean, obviously, there's just a lot of time in between what happened then and now. Uh, so, Aaron, welcome to the show, man. What's up, Hurricane? Appreciate the time. Oh, my pleasure, man. And um, it is it is a topic we're going to talk about. And, and we still haven't talked about, you know, told anybody what the topic is. We're going to talk about divorce uh, and relationships in a way, right? And, and the book that you wrote is The Family Flywheel. I, I love that. And we're going to talk about where that came from. I mean, that, that's always important, right? But but before we get into that, your story, because I was reading about your stuff and, you know, from the get-go, from when your youth days, you had a lot of friends and you just discovered things as you grew up. And so let's talk about that. Let's go back in time for a minute for audiences. And maybe some of them will probably like, oh, I can relate to this. Yeah, so if you're looking at, when I was a, when I grew up, I grew up in a, I mean, it was a kind of a middle-class place. There was about 10 boys. We all went to the same church. We all went to the same high schools. I was athletic. I played football, basketball, soccer, you know, kind of recreationally, volleyball as well. And I was on the team with, uh, you know, with in football, all, all sorts of these different groups. And then as I started to kind of grow up, all of a sudden, like my best friend who I went over, his family got divorced. And then... Another friend of mine, two years later, his dad was a family therapist. He got divorced. <laughs> and I just kind of watched this pattern. And then the, the scariest thing, though, when I was about about 10 years now, I got an email from my mom and she said, hey, this guy, um, or just said it was a weird article because it was like, this guy's getting sentenced to life in prison for rape and attempted murder. And I looked at the name and I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. That's what we want him, be in prison. Then I looked at the name and it was one of these guys who I grew up with. And I just looked at it like, wait a minute, like, where did we go off? I mean, at that time, I'd finished my engineering degree, MBA, I had four kids, I was doing pretty well, had a business, running an Irish dance business with my wife. So I was doing well. And then I'm like, where did our paths diverge? And for me, I, my background is engineering. So my brain was just like, what happened? I have four kids. How can I protect my kids from this same fate? And so I just was just churning on this. And that's really where 
the book the, the book came out of was just me trying to understand it and go what are the mechanics just like an engineer if you want to make something you got to understand all the fundamentals and then how do i prevent this all this divorce and then especially this outcome for one of my friends wow <laughs> you know i mean I, folks I, I told you this is going to take us a journey but but you know i think all of us have well when i say all of us watching listening right now i mean we're probably mature enough or old enough to have at least some level of life behind us with friends right um and uh, you know that's the thing like we we encounter people throughout our life doesn't matter what what age we are today if we're in the teens and, and beyond we probably had a few friends already and what we don't know is that where those friendships uh, or those people are going to wind up and including ourselves i mean at that you know, when you're young you never know where you're going to wind up i mean we just we just keep growing and everybody has their own ways and eventually they evolve into something and somewhere and you know sometimes you keep in touch with those people sometimes you don't uh sometimes great things happen to those folks that are surrounded by you and sometimes bad things happen and 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 there is always some point where someone goes stray or bad or uh, and again for various circumstances the wrong entourage the wrong you know influence can make a difference for someone and life goes on uh, relationships can actually turn also ugly and in this case i mean that was like almost bad i mean you can't i mean that's the worst you can get i mean uh, other than that i guess uh you know it's really it's just bad outcome but but really when you think about it folks um you are living today with a lot of folks and no one knows where they're going to wind up and including ourselves we're talking right now we hope that we're doing the right thing we hope we have the right mechanic mechanical engineering going on in our lives to make sure that we 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 steer properly but but you know what we all can make mistakes and uh, I mean, sometimes life is not really forgiven one mistake and it's over um now now i want to talk to you aaron because you as as a friend of those people i mean i'm sure that affects you in one way or the other when you hear your friends are in a bad place and i've had shared similar experiences where i've had people who had bad outcomes in their lives um while they're alive and some of them you know didn't, didn't they're not here in this world right so it's always it's sad when you hear something especially when you know something. it's one thing to hear about the news and you know like you said i look at the news it's just that some guy but when when you know the guys it's not anymore some guys like i know this dude right and he changes the dynamics for you we all hear these things every now and then and it has an impact on us yeah and that's and i think for for me it's a lot about understanding the mechanics and that's why my, my undergrad was in mechanical engineering then the business and so for me i'm like if something goes wrong in your business, you don't just sit there and go, well, hmm, all right. You know, and it's the same with, if you watch your friend's business go out, if you watched your friend and all these people are just going out of business, would you sit there and be like, that's just the way it works? Or would you go, wait, why did he go out of business? I thought he was doing what I'm doing. Wait, why did he go out of business? Like you would look at this from this a different perspective. That's what I think is a little interesting in the way people approach relationships is they're not thinking through the mechanics, like what went wrong? Right. And even in your own family, if you get divorced, you're like, okay, where did I, what did I learn in this process? And what did I not get? You know, like if you hire someone in a company, which most people say the worst mistake you ever make is hiring the wrong person. Right. It's the same, like the worst mistake you ever make in your life is marrying the wrong person. Right. Because it's like going into business with them, having children, you're linked in so many ways. And then if you get divorced, it's like, wow, you have to pull all these things apart. And so to me, it's like, we spend so much time in our businesses trying to filter for people and we have hiring mechanisms and interviews and all these things. But if you look at it, when I was getting married, 
it was like my parents like kind of felt were like all right go find a spouse <laughs> and i was like how like what are my mechanisms for thinking through like what am i looking for and so i think a lot of it's just being how do you be more intentional in these processes because i mean i've hired hundreds of people and interviewed them and so it's like i'm going through and i'm very meticulous now the questions i ask what I'm trying to get at. And then I go, you know, you're a phenomenal person. You got great talent, but you're not going to be a fit for the company. Right. And that's, I think a really healthy place to be. I mean, there's some really attractive girls out there that I dated, but I'm like, you're just not the person that I need for my family business. Right. Like Donald Trump, you look at his, he was a billionaire when he was getting married, not to mention he's on what life number three or something. Like that's a different person that he needed. He needed like a socialite who would have been out there. Whereas I needed someone who would be down kind of in the trenches, working through the things, having children. So it's like, you're, it's like, what are you looking for from this partner? And what are you bringing to it? Like if you and I were going to go into business, it'd be like, well, what are you going to do? And what am I going to do? And if we're both like, we're, we're going to both be on talk shows. We'd be like, well, who's going to do the editing? Who's going to do Someone has to do the back end work. This isn't going to be a good pairing. Whereas if I was like, oh, I'm happy being in the back. I'll take care of all the engineering. I'll do all that stuff and you take care of the front. We'd be like, this is a good pair. And so that's where I think we need to kind of look for. It's more like, where's our complement in life in terms of our mission? We want to go in a direction and a spouse that's going to complement you versus just trying to be like, well, I'm trying to get the hottest girl because it's going to give me status or, you know, not, or just not thinking through what you're actually trying to get. You know, Aaron, I, I've heard a lot of ways of looking at marriage, but I have not heard your way. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm pretty sure someone's watching like, damn, you know, he's he's really looking at it from a business, you know, aspect. But it is true, though. It is a, it is transactional. It is a relationship. It is a, a, a co-founding of, of a, a family. It, it, and it is operational. I mean, it is operations at its best, you know, from the get-go. And I love what you said about recruiting and hiring. And, and, you know, interviewing, dating is is one of the best, you know, interviews you can have. I mean, you're meeting with people. Now, again, some people date long enough. Some people don't date. You know, it doesn't matter. They date for the wrong reasons, whatever. But you're right. It is your, especially when you want someone to to finish your life with and stay with, you know, for the long term. And at least, you know, with that expectation, you start the relationship. You just cannot, you know, stop in the first person. And it's, it's over. It's happening. Now, sometimes it works. Traditionally, that's how it went. But people, you know, made it happen. Today, with everything that we have, it's it's different. People have choices, and you know, it's a lot easier to actually get out of relationships. Like, okay, what's the big deal? We're gonna divorce. Although that sounds easy, it's not as easy as people think. At least not in the states. Uh, you know, divorce can be very brutal and, and painful. <laughs> you know, uh, but 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 the fact is, I love the concept or the analogy of a business and and the the marital status of relationship because they are one and the same in a way. I mean. By the way, just to add something, you said, you know, you're not, a, you know, you have to to hire the best, when you hire the best, you know, employee, I mean, that's the best decision. Well, I mean, like, same, similarly, the employee has also to hire the right or, or like have the best, you know, boss or family or company to work for. And that's really what relationship is. So it's both ways, you know, and everybody's interviewing everybody. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I actually refer to something similar in the sales world. And when we talk about sales. I mean, people sell all the time. Dating is a big sales, you know, component. You know, relationship is selling back and forth ideologies and 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 and, and sentiments and feelings and all this stuff. So it is. It's all transactional. It's all business like, uh, but it's more family and society is a lot of business transactions as well. But I love the way you said it. If you pick the wrong partner, 
it's over. The business is going to go. And you're not going to do that if you were doing business. But also, you mentioned something important that at any given time in life, you know, your needs are different. The example of Trump, for example, like, you know, he doesn't need all someone to start with him. He's already got it made. So now it's just a matter of like finding someone that's going to flow well with the new style or his style, right? But but mm. sometimes you need someone that's willing to to roll up the sleeve and make things happen with you. And a lot of couples, young couples, that's where they do. They need to find a match that's going to help, you know, build together. Now, if that match is not available, they're disconnected and they have nothing in common. I, I go left, you go right. I say yes, you say no. Well, there's a big flag right there. That's a problem, right? It's not going to happen. Uh, and sometimes people married, you know, for the wrong reasons because, oh, I, you know, he's cute, she's cute, and you know, she's she's beautiful, whatever, and just wrong reasons. Not not that shallow. It's not deep. It's not, you know, that those things are nice to have, but they're not the core. You got to look at everything else. What's after? What's beyond? So I love that analogy, and I think, that, like I said, spoken as a mechanical engineer, <laughs> looking at every component of of the process to make sure it's tweaked and it's running smoothly. I mean, I'm, I love to cruise, so you kind of made me feel like you know about the cruise ships and the mechanical engineers that keep that thing running. Imagine if they they fail over and out. I mean, we we, we you know, and we've had a couple of you know ships stranded because of of mechanical issues. But but this is this is the true ship you know of life that you're actually guiding, and if you miss it. They mess up with it. You know, I mean, yes, you can get out of it. You know, again, divorce is an easy way out in a way, but it's difficult at the same time. And and sometimes for the couple is easy, but then the kids are the ones who are affected. And then that can be become a problem in psychiatry. They can, you know, turn out the wrong way, go in the wrong influence, you know, that whatever the impact on, on and by the way, we've seen that in society. It's a big impact. A lot of things happen when families are, you know, dismantled. And there is no no upbringing to the kids, especially early on in the ages where the kids are still not aware of things and they go a little bit off because they're affected, right? And, and it's reality, but that's life. <laughs> so, 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 Aaron, I love that. Now, now, it's from the mechanical perspective, right? You know, two people get together. What are the things that we need? The components that need to have <laughs> so we can put this this machine to work properly. <laughs> well, yeah. So I again, let's look at it from the business perspective. I call the business model in a business is really the thing that's generating all the wealth, right? Relationship wealth, which would be marketing wealth, right? We have a good brand. It's also the thing that creates the money, the sales side. It's also the thing. So it's creating what I call the financial, social, and human resources. Those are getting used. But if you look at the business model. The business model has three components. What's your strategy? Like, what what is your mission? Where are you trying to go? It has the culture. Where's your, you know, what, what, what kind of culture? Is this a hard work? Is this a play hard? Is this a relaxed culture? You know, is this a highly religious culture in some cases? Those elements are there. And then you have the last one, which is the structure. What type of meetings are you going to have? What roles are you going to take on? All of those, those are the three main components. And you said in the past, it was easier a lot of we didn't have as much divorce, but I think we were often marrying people within your same religious framework, which most religious frameworks are already talking like have a long term strategy and they have a cultural thing. And quite often they'll also talk about certain roles and responsibility of men and women. So I don't think it was so much that, oh man, it was just, it's different now. I think in the past a little bit, we were kind of marrying people who were closer to us in the business models they wanted to execute. Now you could marry someone of a completely different religion, of a completely different, you know, country. And then you have, well, what's their culture? 
I mean, you, you and, and I've seen this in certain countries and it's not bad, but like, if you look at a lot of the Islanders, you know, Samoa and Hawaii, that's a very relaxed culture, right? They, they kind of are, they'll play hard. They work really hard in some ways and then they relax, you know, and then you look at other cultures, like my father-in-law's Austrian, right? German, the German culture is just like work, work, work and be organized and work. And so when you start to merge these cultures, that's when it becomes challenging. And you see this in companies too, right? If you get a company and you're like, their company is, I'm trying to think, there's some in the, the, the different spaces, but if you said like, let's have Walmart and Google merge, you know, <laughs> you're like, That's you're like Walmart's culture is like, you got to be on time. You have to be, you have to follow the rules. It's very hierarchical. And Google's culture is very much, hey, if you do your best work at 2 a.m., do your best work at 2 a.m. It's a lot of freedom and responsibility, but they want that work. And so those cultures, and they come together, it would just be a cluster. Not to mention the fact that you have these different missions. Google's like, we're trying to organize the world's data, and we don't want real estate. That's not part of our strategy. And Walmart's like, we need freaking real estate as close to people as possible for all of our stores. So that's where you start to see. It's not that one's right or wrong. That's why I like the business analogy, right? Walmart's massively successful. Google is successful. And yet they're not using the same strategy. You can't take a culture from one and move it over to the other and have success. You can't take the strategy from one. You know, imagine Walmart's strategy, put it into Google. Their culture and structure clash. So it's a lot about getting your strategy, structure, and culture aligned in a company so that it's successful. And it's the same in a family. It's getting those three things aligned. And if you're not aligned on them, like if you're sitting there like, you know, I want to marry a woman and then I want to have some kids. And the woman's like, you know, I just want to be a career woman. You're like, it sounds like you may be great. I may be great, but we're just going in a different direction. So it's not a matter of judging people. It's just like, who do I want to go into business with? That makes sense. Well, that's, that's a super you know, <laughs> definition of how it should be. And and I, I love the analogy because you're right. I think that's, that's really what it is. I mean, uh, people, two people meet. And, uh, you know, they try to figure themselves out and figure out each other and see whether they're compatible or not. Uh, and but you're right. Maybe there's a point where there's not enough discussion about, you know, all these future things that that are expectations. You know, it's just let's take it one day at a you know, time, one night at a time and have some fun and then to see where it goes. And maybe, you know, uh, sadly, you get some couples, for example, they can date for months and months, maybe years, and then they get married and less than a month or two they're out they divorce because yeah it's one thing when you i mean we have all these jokes and you see them on social media when they show you like they like dating days or like your first year of marriage everybody's or like before marriage everybody's like you know sharp and looking you know their best smelling good dressed good and then like here comes a year later or two years of marriage it's all sloppy and who cares whatever but but those are the things that you know it, it's it's a meme or whatever those are funny comedy stuff on on, on social but the fact when you look at it, yeah, it's different. You know, the expectation when you meet someone the first time, there are certain things you're not going to do. You're afraid that they're going to misplace them in your character, whatever. But then when you get the comfort zone later on, you might turn out to be a whole different personality and they're therefore like weird. But if there's no discussion about all these expectations up front, you know, you're going to find a lot of surprises and you might or may not be able to continue with those, you know, concepts because that's another thing. Now, some people say, well, it is what it is. I'm already here. Let's just make it work. Now, what you're doing, it's actually, it's the extreme side. You're going through challenges and it's almost like swimming against the current 
trying to figure out a way out of it and or maybe the current is just going to dissipate and that's not going to happen <laughs> if you're going uphill the hill is not going away <laughs> if you're not going to be able to make it if it's that steep so it's uh, you got to make it through otherwise it's not happening the same concept but people still try to figure out a way out of it and and eventually it, they just cannot and then that's when they give up now that could be too late at that time they have kids and you know now the kids are older and you know it's not acceptable then you have society i, I love Aaron when you said about it was different than back in the days. I mean, and again, uh, I do, I, I mentioned cruising. So that's one of my favorite places where I have fun. And there's always a show about the, uh, the love and marriage, you know, show, I think they refer to it. And there's They're like, always the, fun. Yeah, they were fun. I enjoyed those. I, I never participate, but I, I actually, I sit back and relax and enjoy the ride there. It's fun. But there's like three couples, the senior couples always win or 90% of the time win. They seem to be as most comp compatible and, and understanding. But you're right. The reason when you 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 actually hit right on the nail there, you know, the concept is that they come from very close enough culture, you know, everything. You know, I mean, they understand their religion is the same, their beliefs are the same, the system is the same. Uh, they know the functionality, like you know, here's the man's function, here's the woman's function. Now, again, I, we say this now, it may be like weird because you know, there's there's a by the way, there is equality, folks. So let's just not get that disclaimer out. There's no difference. But there is difference. See, that's the thing. There is a diff there's no difference. We can all do the same, but that's how the cultures and how these functionalities work. You know, you do one thing, I do one thing. So we share those responsibilities and we know what responsibility we don't cross over. Sometimes we do exchange, you know, and 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 fill in for each other. That's how they did it, and therefore they were able to make it, you know, to the longer terms. And I've I've seen a couple of 60 years of marriage and 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 beyond, you know. Which is like, what the hell? Today's average rate is less than five years, I think. <laughs> Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and and you know, it's it's 75% divorce rate I think right now in terms of relationship marriages. It, yeah, at know. least those are some of the, the data, the numbers that I've, I've seen it in certain demographics. I think, but one of the things that I think is so important is looking at it and going, why are we getting like how? What is the if you look at hiring, hiring people? It's actually especially executives is only at like a 50% level too, right? So it's it is a hard problem. But I, to me, I also look at it and go, is a, is a relationship supposed to be 50, 50, or is a relationship supposed to be a hundred, a hundred? Like if I were to hire you and I say, Hey, hurricane, I want you to be my sales guy. Are you going to be like, you know what? I'm going to give 50%. I would be like, never mind. Right. It is not a 50, 50. It, anytime you get into a business and you're, you're going a hundred percent. If I hire you for sales, you go a hundred percent. And if I'm building the product, I'm going to go hundred percent. And then you go, you know what, Aaron, I love that you like to work with computers because I don't, I like to talk to people and you're a freak. And I go, you know what? I'm glad that you like to talk with people because I like to talk with people there or the computers. They're easier. They understand, right? We can both appreciate the different roles and we need those different roles in the company. That's why there's this whole, it feels like where there's like this oppositional position where people put themselves in where you're like, what are you doing? And you're working together. It's not like we in the family. I'm like, dude, okay. Like I made a lot of money and my wife made nothing. You know what I mean? We're in this boat together. So why do we treat it like it's this, oh, I've been working. Now I now you need me to come home and do all the dishes. And then I'm like, and then you have this, okay, now I just, the, the roof was leaking. And so I went up on the roof in a rainstorm to try to tarp things down. So our house wasn't leaking. How do we, how do we make that 50, 50? Like the whole exercise is ludicrous. 
I mean, I've my wife and I have run a, an Irish dance business for 20 years. We have a studio behind the house. I've changed diapers. I've made meals. It's like in a small business, there's always going to be problems. And you have to just say like, what jobs need to get done right now that are the most urgent? It's not this like, no, 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 that's your job. You do your thing. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to do any of that because that doesn't affect. That's not my stuff. It's like, no, I'll take care of stuff. We're working at this together to try to make it work. And that's where I think some people get into these weird oppositional, that's not my thing. I'm not going to help you. What the freak? Like, how did you get to this mentality? Like, if you were in a small business, one or, you know, five people, and you had people like, sorry, I was hired just to answer the phones. I'm not going to deal with these returns. And you're just like, dude, just leave. Go work for some big A company that needs some needs that type of person. But that's not what most families need. It's like, there's so many transitions. Like, you get married. Cool. Now you have kids. Okay, that's a huge transition from, we could completely be gone all the days and it was fine. Now it's like, someone has to take this kid all day long. And it's not bad. I loved my kids, but I would go to work for until six, come home. My wife would be up in the studio. I'll go pick up the kids, especially if we had young kids. Maybe we had a babysitter, but I'd go pick up the young kid. Then I'd take care of them, feed them, get them to bed sometimes. Then my wife would come home. I mean, like it was, and then the next thing, now my kids, my youngest, I have four. My youngest is uh, 17 almost. I don't have to do any of that. Like things change and, you know, give it a year. I'm going to be an empty nester. That's a dynamic change because the investment in your children is not the same. So this is the thing, like, just like there's no business that's just like, oh, we started the business and it was great. No, if it grows too fast, it's hard. If it doesn't grow fast enough, it's hard. (laughs) If it stays stagnant, it's hard, right? And it's the same way in marriage. And and so I think we need to approach it from, it's not a matter of what challenges or if we're going to have challenges, it's a matter of which ones. Aaron, there's a lot of stuff there. I mean, first of all, I'm just as a joke, you know, in sales, we do 120%. (laughs) (laughs) That's how sales guys always think. Yeah. 100% is not enough. You get fired for that, (laughs) you know, but, 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 you know, uh, but I love what you said. This is not a, you know, because we use the word 50 50 as like, as a, like I do my half, you do your half, but you're right. It's 100%, 100%. I mean, we all are. Either all in or nothing. I mean, it's all or nothing, right? And 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 you're right. You gotta complement each other. If someone is, you know, not able to do something, the other one jumps in and and, and feeds in and so on. So it's not like, well, that's your function, that's my function. And then we're playing this this tag, you know, war business going on between the two. Like, you know, who's got the cojones? Who's got this? Who's got the other? One? Who's gonna make it? Or, you know, that's not my thing. That's you. You you take care of this. That's not my problem. If that's already the conventional, and you don't get that to your point in business, if that happens, the business is destroyed. If you have partners in the business that do that, the business is gone. And you've seen business go down because people are not seeing to eye and they separate, right? Uh, and 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 by the way, business is about a team. You know, it's it's everybody's doing their component. I mean, again, mechanical engineer, everybody's got to do their components, otherwise things don't work, right? Every component works, you know, in a certain way, and it has to work 100% in order for, for if one piece, if, if your fuse or something doesn't work, it's over. <laughs> you know, everything is working 100% each, but one of them is not, it's failing. That system doesn't work. And that's exactly it. So, so you're, I love what you said about, you know, you're running a business, family business, 
yeah, it is an Irish dance, you know. So maybe people will think automatically, well, that's women and whatever, you know. Uh, that that's that's probably the first thing that come to mind. But it's not actually. Actually, there's men and women that do that dance, and that's one too. If if you gotta do step in and do business, you're gonna do stuff because if you don't support each other, what's the point? I mean, uh, sure. you know, you know, uh, when you exchange those vows, it's just uh, you know, uh, till that do us part and all the stuff. I mean, in in, in good and the bad you know i think everybody likes the good part but not the bad you know <laughs> you know when you commit to those things the bad is going to happen you have to expect that there's going to be bad moments where you need to step up your game and be fully engaged and not say well when it gets tough that's when you actually get in and that's when you show your true colors and most people don't have that well not say most people but a lot of people today don't have the the energy you know or the expectation that it when it gets there they're going to have to step in it's like i don't care because it's easier sometimes to walk away. See, I think that's the other challenge. It's a lot easier for me, like, oh, this is not for me. Because I think also it became so culturally acceptable. It's all right. You know, we can just, you know, split. No no, no worries here. But is it really? I mean, you talked about kids, right? And and you you had the diapers. You did all the stuff. And uh, by the way, you said you loved them. I'm sure you still love them. <laughs> you know, but, but the idea is that, you know, it's unconditional, right? You work with your family, you make it happen, and circumstances change. You have one kid is one thing, you have two is another. You know, I, I'll give you an example. Like, my kids are in high school, and we were trying to make different moves. But because our kids are in certain programs, we're not going to make the moves until they finish. So we're obligated to do this. Now, we could say, like, well, I don't care. I just want to get out of this thing, you know. And then my wife can say, well, you know, no, I want to do this. And then there you go. So if I don't, you know, submit back, you know, and, and, and consider, like, you know, I, I can't have the opinion just of me i got to think about the big picture and that's the thing you got to chip in when when it's needed and you have to again be part of the the, the team and not just say you know what i'm not going to do this i'm tired you already committed to this thing right now there are logics that people say well yes if it gets extreme and i and here we're talking about like you know uh, domestic violence and gets physical that's a whole different world therefore i mean then then it's very easy it's you you can't stay with someone that is going to be not healthy in a relationship that's a whole and we can expand on that as well again that's like being in, in a bad business culture you know uh, like you know and the environment sucks and it's uh, toxic and you can't handle it i mean you got you know there's better opportunities out there same concept here if you did it right in the first place, this would not be a problem. If the people that, you know, you select in your business partnership or co-founded, you know, partners of yours, right. you know, then that's going to be a different story. So, so I, I mean, I, I love it. This, this concept about hundred percent, not 50%. It's really, you're all in or you're not. And, 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 and so, so Aaron, here's a challenge in a business. We can have a meeting of the minds up front and decide these are your, these are the bylaws. <laughs> now we're, we're talking, you know, marital stuff you know I, I can't people even go in that discussion i mean i think they could uh it should be a part of the deal but is it happening i i don't think most well part of it a lot of kids are being raised without a, without one or both of their parents right so i don't think they're getting as much or seeing the examples of how a marriage really looks i mean like imagine like you get into a business partnership there's a lot of negotiation <laughs> It's not like my way or the highway, but if you only if you're a single parent, you're you you're the god of that family, right? You get to choose what the rules are, how they get enforced, how everything gets spent. So I think it's not, and it's not a bad thing. It's just a challenge if you grow up in that environment because you're not seeing that. I saw my parents as I was growing up negotiating, not being like my dad's like, I'm not going Christmas caroling. That sucks, you know. And my mom's like, but I want to. He's like, go do it on your own. 
those type of things you would see because they were part of the negotiation and you realize you couldn't control another person and you had to kind of work and, and see what you could get. And, and, and that's how I think it needs to be in a business as well. It's like, you can't always do all the work in your home. You know, I had a, I had a good friend and his wife just wasn't really contributing. And so now you end up with him and he's all of a sudden doing all the work at home. Then he's, and he's doing all the work at work, generating all the money and then taking care of the kids and the house. And it's like, I'm not even in this partnership. You know, it doesn't even have to be domestic abuse. It's just like, are we even on the, are you even like participating in this business? Right. If you and I went into the business and you work 80 hours a week and I'm like, yeah, maybe five, five hours a week. I want to cruise. They're so great. You'd be like, all right, we got to split this crap up. Like this is not working, but it's so much fun. If you find someone you're like, I'm eight in 80 and they're in 80. And you're just like, man, that is, it's so fun. Cause you feed off of each other. And you so that's, more. yeah, to do more because you're both. And, and one of the things in the structure that I think people don't pay enough attention to is what are the meetings that you are having with your spouse? Two people will always drift apart, right? You're not going to stay on the same course infinitely. And if you look in a business, it happens. Everyone's kind of drifting. Here's the stuff I'm interested in. Oh, here's your. And so if you have weekly meetings, I do quarterly plannings with my family. And then I do an annual planning. Those are the things that you're like, are we drifting? Let's get us back on back aligned, right? Because if you wait until, oh, let's go for six years and not really align each other. And then you go, well, now we're far apart. Eh, I don't know. It's not worth it anymore. But that's really just a drift that started six months ago. And if you had stayed together and met and kind of corrected course, you could probably have made it work. And it's not made it work. It probably would have been successful. So that's right. And that's, and that's the other thing you look at, like you're talking about how you've done all, you've been working on your show for what, four years now. That's like a family. Like it never, you don't start your family and then you're like, and it's a great, you don't start your business. And you're like, oh, by the way, first year, 10 million in sales, 30, you know, like it just doesn't happen. It's a slow buildup. And then all of a sudden you usually see you hit certain points. That's how it worked in mine. We were kind of chugging along, doing pretty well. I mean, I, I got audited by the IRS at one point, which was not fun. I <laughs> lost some good chunks, but in our marriage and in our family, we're kind of chugging along. But then financially, we had this great win with one of the companies I was with that that it's like, okay, you kind of get these asymptotes where they suddenly shoot up and you have great returns. And that's what I see over and over in businesses. It's not this quick win. And that's what you see the same thing in marriage. It's not, oh man, first two, three years of marriage, everything was perfect. It's like, no takes a while and then you see people and they just separate from the rest in terms of their families because they've been investing for so long. So that's the thing that I think it's like people are looking at this like, oh, we're going through the hard times. It's hard. Let's walk away. Those are the times that define it. Those are the things that build the relationship. I mean, my relationship with my wife, there was a point when I invested right before 2007 or 2008, which was the financial crisis in real estate. I invested in real estate and lost about a quarter of a million dollars, which hurt. It hurt me really bad because I'm like, my role was to be the financial provider. And I just jeopardized the finances. There's massive problem. Like you could call it mental health. Was I depressed? Break. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not depressed, it's dumb. But my wife was like, we'll get through this. Right. And over the, so then we were just like, screw debt. We're getting out of all of our debt. We became focused and over, I think, seven years later or so, we got out of all of our debt for a home, for this real estate, for 
all of our cars, everything had cleared our debt. And it was because of that experience, right? So that to me is where if you're not going through the hard things, I mean, imagine if someone went to the gym and they're like, yeah, but I don't want to put any weight on the barbells. <laughs> okay, you're not going to grow. And that's the same thing. It's like the hardships in your marriage are not hardships. They're, they're the obstacles. They're the, the things that are going to cause you to grow together, strengthen the relationship when you get through it. And I think else? people have mixed up the, they've mixed up what they expect and reality. And they're like, oh no, marriage is going to be the easy part. You want to have a great relationship without working on it. You want to have a great body without working on it. Are you, you're an idiot. No, nothing is going to be great or to any expectation if you don't work at it, that's for sure. And you know, you, I, I love what you said. You're talking about the example of the show or the, the, the media, right? Even that, I mean, it takes sacrifice and it takes support. I mean, if my wife is not really supporting this, I wouldn't have been able to do this. Uh, and and believe it or not, we've incorporated her passion into it as well. So we do the fitness stuff and, you know, we have our own shows. And so we kind of mashed it up. So it's, and that's the thing, like you got to find a way to make it work for both sides that where both are really seeing the value in it. And yeah, is it, is, is it making money? You know, that could be a question. And so sometimes it's all, it's not always about the money. It's about how you can work together towards it. And you're right. I mean, a lot of people watching and listening right now, we had the pandemic, People lost life, people lost businesses, people got laid off. There are many things that happen. And in it's either they they work towards that that you know solution and make it through, or they just decide this is it and they give up too soon and they dismantle, which does have a you know a very you know bad outcome eventually, right? I mean it's 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 amazing, but you're right. I mean, the example of the gym is awesome. I mean, yeah, you can go to the gym and look good, but you're not gonna change anything, you're not gonna see any results, you're not gonna build any muscle, you're not gonna do anything. Because you're not putting, it's you got to sweat. No pain, no gain, right? <laughs> if you're not pushing, you know, some weight, you're not going to actually see show results. And same thing here. And if at the first storm, you know, you're going to just like, you know, run away or shelter, it's over. I mean, you got to, you know, endure the storm, go through it. And it's going to happen, folks. I mean, if you live, you will have at least a few times in your life some heavy moments where it's do or die and, as a, as a unit, if you're not compatible, if you're not working, that's going to be worse. But when, remember, in unity, there's strength. The two of you will do more. And if you have kids and they support the idea, you'll do more. You'll you stabilize better. I mean, it's like, you know, old ships. I mean, if we all are doing or like a little, you know, boat, and if we all are doing our own functions, we can keep that, that boat, you know, nice. But if someone there's the wrong way we can go sideways and, and hit a tree or something on the side. I mean, if you ever did water rafting, you know, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. You know, one, one, one in the back, one in the front and the rest are doing the piece. And then the thing goes around smoothly. If one of us moves the wrong way and we just, you know, flip over. Right. And these are analogies folks, but they are really, uh, you know, me, the same concept in life. Now you mentioned something very powerful about, uh, fortunately today, it's a ripple. It's it's really a, a funny you know, lifestyle that we live in, right? You know, you, you if you go back in time, you, there was there was a point where we started seeing more of uh, single families or single, you know, handily parent, you know, single parents that are doing the best that they can to 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 really take care of their kids. And there's two things here. Now you have the pool concept, like you know, the kids are either leaning one way or the other based on the the, the input that they get from either side of the parents. And then you have the, to your point, what you said, one person is trying to do both functions. And that's actually, it's never going to be like, I cannot be mommy and daddy. There's no way I can do it. I can probably do the best I can, but can I really compensate for those two roles? 
Probably not. It, it, you know, I'll do most of it, but there is still some pieces that's going to be missing. And some people will say, well, I was able to do it. I'm not, we're not, we're not debating that folks. If you're listening, watching and you're single, you know, uh, chapeau to you, kudos, because it is not easy. And I can, I can, I can, you know, commend you for that, but I know that it was not easy. And I know that there was, there's a point where, you know, things are not always the side you wish sometimes that there is somebody else to help. And, you know, it's not, and you got to figure out all things by yourself. It's easier when you have someone to figure things with you. It makes it a lot easier to work together towards it. But when you're there, you're there already. So, I mean, and again, there's got to be reasons why it happened. We're not debating that. So once it happened, uh, you said, you talked about the kids having no reference point, right? They don't have a reference as to what that relationship is going to look. So what they know is that, plus they probably are sometimes bitter about the whole idea. And therefore, I've heard people that because of that, they don't want to get married or they're not interested in, in the stuff because they haven't seen any positive thing of the marriage, which also distorts a little bit the picture, right? And so so you have that. And, and you're right. There is no reference. I mean, in business, you can refer to, you know, books and, and stuff to, to guide you. And here, I mean, like there is the only point of reference is like, this is how my mom did. This is how my dad did, right? And whatever those things were, you know, they could have been wrong, <laughs> but you, that's what you knew. And, and so you can apply almost similar stuff. Now, you might not be equipped to meet maybe the other partner. When, when, when someone is your partner now, you might not see the same, like, you know, well, because you already had this, 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 it is baggage. It's something that you carry with you that you, it's good or bad sometimes. You, you don't know. But only when you apply it, you're going to find that it's, it's like, whoa, I'm clashing here because... How do I handle this situation? I, I haven't I haven't experienced that before. That's the other thing. We experience things and we use those experiences in our life. But if you haven't experienced this, you're gonna wing it. And now winging it can be good or bad. You know, sometimes it could be also, you know, uh creating the same, you know, ripple effect or the same phenomena over and over and again. So it's a problem. Uh, you know, so it's it's a challenge that that we have today. And unfortunately, um, I don't know if there's a solution to it. I, I think the solution to your point is that treat, you know. This before you get into this this business of marriage, you know, look at it from all the structural pieces, and that takes me to the question: What are the different structures of a family? <laughs> are there any structures of family? <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's where I I look at this again from a very business, and I'd want to be completely objective or as much objective as I can. And so I look at it and I'm like, the different structures you can have a single parent. You can you can have people who never get married. Then you can have people where you. Maybe if you get divorced, then you go live with your parents, right? So that's what I would call the extended family structure, right? You can then, you can live with in families together. There's a whole bunch of different structures. You can do cohabitation where you're living together, but not married. There's, there's advantages and disadvantages to each one of those. And to me, and, and I, I break it into careers too. That's part of the strategy. Like what career are you doing? It's hard, for instance, to be in the military and then also be a single parent, right they don't really it's like i'm going to be deployed who's taking care of the kids this isn't going to work you know but it's also it's difficult to to have different structures and different values um with different professions and different goals right and so like if you look at culture sometimes i talk about like your culture if you don't have a culture of delayed gratification right like i'm going to invest a lot and then i'll get it and then you're going to try to be a doctor well, that's a hard, you have to delay a lot of gratification for like 10 years, pay money, do all this investment to be a doctor, and then you'll start making money in 10 years. But there's a lot of cultures that don't have this strong value of delayed gratification. And that's not a negative. It's just the culture of the family that had worked. 
And so if you, but if you don't have it and then you're like, I'm going to be a doctor. And then it's like, no, you're, unless you can figure out delayed gratification first, more than likely you'll get a few years into the doctor degree and then you'll go out of, then you'll drop it. Now you'll be in big debt. Now you won't, you'll have all sorts of other problems. So that's where I think it's a lot about just looking at the mechanics of things and going, you know, like, oh, here's, and they seem very fundamental. That's kind of why, that's what main reason why I wrote the book. It doesn't seem like rocket science. It's very much like, oh, here's the things I should be looking for. Does our culture match? What are my values? I don't know. Let's think. What are their values? Oh, that doesn't match. It's like, it's really easy if you know what to look for, how to filter, right? But if you don't know what you're looking for, like going onto Google and you're just like, good wife, boom. And it's like, cool, there it is. 10,000 or 100 million pages, whatever the result. It did nothing because you don't know how to filter. But if you were like, I'm looking for a, like Tinder and all these things, if you don't know what to filter by, then it doesn't help. Then you're just going to make bad decisions. So that's where I think it's a lot about understanding those mechanics and how they work together. So you're like, well, I want to be a doctor. That means it's I can't get a wife who wants to spend a ton of money now because I'm not going to have it now. It's going to be a later thing. Or, and maybe she'll need to work while I get my degree, right? It's like, how do we balance these things out? And there's a lot of transitions. One of the funnest examples is actually, if you look at uh, Mary Gates, Bill Gates' mom, she married a lawyer and then she was a school teacher. She had three kids. Then she drops out of the workforce when they're young. Then she starts to, um, when they get older, she starts to do service in her community. That's what I'd call investing in social relationships, right? Social asset resources. She happens to be on the board of United Way, which also happens to have the CEO of IBM on it, which is that connection for Bill Gates. That was the primary connection for Microsoft. So that may have been worth 50 to $100 billion for Bill Gates. So you look at this and you're like, the dad was doing the lawyer stuff, but the mom was doing the service stuff that was building the connections for the family. Then the family exploited those through Bill Gates and IBM. And now the family is massively more wealthy. But it wasn't because if she had been like, oh, my kids are out. I'm going to go work as a school teacher again. Cool. $30,000 or whatever it was at the time per year. Instead, it was billions. So that's where you see the advantages of diverse investing in the family instead of just being like, well, we got to do this one thing and we all, and, and I got to focus on money. And that's where I think we've, we've ended up in this weird spot where families are no longer investing in there's, they're not investing in the social resources of the family. They're investing just in the financial, right? Oh, I got to go work for money. You go work for money. The family has lots of money, but now you have no connections. And it would be the same in a business. If I said, Hey, why don't you guys go be, go work on the sales or sales team and let's just ignore marketing and you're like oh so we have no brand we have no one who's doing outreach all of our leads are cold this is crap right so that's where i think we've completely ignored our social resources in our families and that's why i can't so many families are like i feel disconnected i feel like we don't have a community well no crap because no one's investing in it right and and that's the type of stuff where you start to see these these benefits coming in and the diverse um, investment strategy. And so that's where I think a lot of people have just become so simplistic and they've ignored those things. And also one of the things, if you don't have social connections, mental health issues and how we've seen those skyrocket, right? We have all these people who are making lots of money, hate their jobs, go to their therapist. And you're like, 
my mom was my therapist every single day. I'd come home, she'd be there. She'd say, oh, you screwed up on that test. Yeah, I did. Well, why did you screw up? Did you study? No. All right. Well, we know what happened. Solve the problem. Well, I did study. Did you study the wrong stuff? Like, you know what I mean? Constantly helping you learn how to think as a kid. But then if the mom says, nope, I'm just going to go work. We'll have someone else be at home with you. Then you have no therapist. Then you have all these kids who have all sorts of issues. You have the parents who are not having relationships, not have connections with their own children. And you go, this isn't difficult. You're just not investing in the relationships. And you touch on a lot of things. And, and again, talking about planning the, the, the business here and the relationship and understanding the strengths of each one, each one of the parties and in, in, in the relationship and, and, and leveraging those correctly. Uh, that's really what it is. I mean, I, I can give you an example. Like my, my wife and I, when we had our first child, you know, we decided that, you know, She's not going to work and take care of, you know, the kids at that age and I'll take care of the rest. And that was the plan until the kids were at age where they went to full-time school and then she went back and resumed work. And so these are decisions that you have to play. Now I could have said, well, you're going to say, no, I'm, I'm going to work. I don't, I don't want to stay home and let's just get a nanny and, or somebody to take care of the kids. But you're right. That would be, that could have been a, a, an option. But we believe that, you know, no one's going to give the attention to the kids the way your mom's going to, the mom's going to give. And, and, and could have been the other way around. That just happened to be the one who had, you know, a different pattern, you know, uh, in terms of the career, you know, and so the money was there and this would, was the perfect plan. And just a, an example, it could have been the opposite, you know, and truly, and there are the, the, the other way around. So it's not a big difficult. And, and, you know, I, I talked about, like we, we mentioned briefly about the single, you know, parents, you know, there was a time, I mean, I, you and I had the discussion. I mean, I, 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 this is, you know, I've been married twice and, you know, I, I, I had the divorce, you know, years back and, you know, my, my ex-wife and I, we were super friends, you know, even though we, because we understood that there was some, uh, you know, this, you know, I guess, no, we, we agreed that there's a point where this is not going to work at that time. And it was an amicable, you know, relationship and we kept it as is because we had a son our son has grown now, but, but, you know, we, we kept as a family, believe it or not, you know, he was there, he was here, she was here, I was there, you know, she remarried, I remarried, and we were friends as a family, and we kept it that way. So most people would, would tell her, like, you know, your, your, you know, your ex-husband's wife, you can hang, you stay with them. Yeah, they, 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 they looked at her weird, and they looked at us weird, like, how do you do that? Well, we did it because we wanted to make sure that our son, you know, had that ability. But in a way, he was, she was a single mom for a minute and I was a single dad for a minute and it was not easy to manage, but that's how we managed. We were able to fix the problem by solving it as a unit without, you know, the, the title of status. Now, not everybody can do this. Uh, not everybody winds up in an, <laughs> in an easy divorce as, as they call it. I mean, not you know, a lot of people actually dread divorce because it's a painful, some people don't even go to marriage because they know that, you know, that's, that's funny, right? They don't want to get married because they're afraid of the divorce. I mean, if you're going with the concept that you're afraid of divorce, then don't get married in the first place. <laughs> you know, you're not going into it. You know, uh, some people say, well, I'm just planning for the worst case scenario. This is not a, a, a place where you do, you know, the worst case scenario. It's either you don't get in for the right reason or you get in the right reason. At least that's my opinion. But because uh, if you're already starting to think like, what's the worst that can happen and we're going to do this, you're it's psychiatry one-on-one. -on -one. If you start thinking about something, 
things manifest. You know, it's <laughs> it's gonna happen because your mind is already like you know you already have that in the back of your subconscious. It shouldn't be there. I'm going in for the duration until they do a spot, and then we'll separate separate then. And and if it doesn't, it will be an amicable amicable, amicable way because we'll dis- decide that you know again strengths and weaknesses together, and we can make it work. You're right. It is it is difficult sometimes if you don't understand. You know, you gotta compensate and work with each other. I, I love the example you said about the Bill Gates, you know, story. Right? Uh, it's you never know how that works. But if one is like, oh, I, you know, I'm gonna do me, and you. That's the thing. It's not about me. It's about us. How is it gonna work for both of us and our family? And we're gonna make it work as long as we can. And we it takes sacrifice too. Uh, sometimes people don't want to sacrifice. You know. We met, we both, let's say we're both doctors and, you know, I'm not going to give up my doctor, you know, business. I, you know, I do. And and so, so now we have to figure out a way. Now, some people make it work. Some people don't. And that can go in a lot of examples. Well, yeah, but it's interesting because when you say it takes sacrifice, it takes sacrificing the known for the unknown, right? If you start a business, you're sacrificing whatever current salary you could have been making for the unknown potential massive upside. Right? It's the same way in a family. It's like, you're sacrificing. Cool. I don't want to sacrifice my lifestyle and I'm just going to keep working and not get married. Cool. You didn't, You all you just sacrificed was all of your potential children and you sacrificed all of your potential relationships and you, that's what you sacrificed. You just don't know what it was, right? So there's no place. It's just like, there's trade-offs all the time and that's where people are not, but it's easy to trade off. Well, I'm. it's going to cost me this much time and to take care of the kid. Yes, it's going to take that, but that's then you're going to have a child. Like you, if you start a business, you have to sacrifice because you're investing in the business. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to ever have to have a business breakup. I don't want to ever have a breakup with the founders. Cool. That means you'll never have a business. Like this is so easy to think through on a very basic level. I had a friend who he didn't get married for 20 years. I mean, I got married within. Like, I got married when I was 21. He got married when he was 42. Right. And he was just so afraid of divorce. And I'm like, but if you never get married, you never have a business. It's just like, you never have anything useful. And that's where I think some people are like, well, take sacrifice of what and for what. And if you're looking at the trade-offs, there's so many people that I've seen a lot of, um, I've seen some things with women who are like, I'm a, I was a CEO, I'm 50 years old now and I have no children. I have no spouse. That's what they sacrificed. They just didn't know. And then they're like, that was a crappy trade. And I can never get have children now because biologically I'm past. And the husband, all those years of building up that relationship are gone. So I can never have that relationship, but I have money. And it's like, all these people are looking at that going, that was a bad trade-off. There are some, I suppose, that aren't. But the majority of people, if I look at it from me, from you, could I would I give up my money? Or would I have more or give up my children for money or give up my money to for my children all day long? What's the point of money? Oh, I have millions of dollars to do what? I'm going to go travel. Okay. For how long I've traveled and I've been to all across the world. I've been to a lot of places for business, mostly a lot of it for business pleasure. And it's just like, you can do that for a while. And then what? You're not adding any value. There's no responsibility. You haven't built anything. There's nothing for you to be proud of. You know, are you, do you look at someone, you're like, oh, they've been all over the world. Are you like, man, that is such an accomplishment. Or do you go like, how did you fund it? That's more the more interesting thing. And so 
I think a lot of times we get caught in this. It's a sacrifice. Yeah. And all you're doing is sacrificing all the stuff you haven't thought about to the stuff you know about. And it's really easy and it's really comfortable, but it's not useful. And that's where I think those, those trade-offs of sacrificing the unknown and the, the future potential, that's the real tragedy for most people. You know, you, you touch on super stuff. I mean, the idea to your point, some people do, you know, the word sacrifice is a big deal. I mean, it's to your point, it could be, depends where, what angle you look at it. If you're sacrificing within the relationship, you know, for better things, you know, because you know that it's going to be a good trade-off eventually in case of Bill Gates, you know, that's an example. And on, on the other example, you talked about an executive CEO who decided not to get involved with anyone, not to have kids because the career came first. And now it was, the time is up and you can't have kids and you can't have potential relationships. You could probably have a relationship, but maybe kids that, you know, now some people say, I didn't want to have kids to start with. Uh, maybe true, maybe not. That, that's okay. And that's okay too. I mean, it's a choice, right? I mean, again, <laughs> I only think that's a weird one because I'm like, every single person in your lineage had children for whatever this is, thousands of generations, they all had children. And now we, that's the funny thing is we sit there like we're these intellectual, I control it. And you're like, we're not, we didn't choose to go through puberty. We're not choosing to have as men as we age our testosterone. Like we're, we're having an experience and things are changing. And that's what's so funny. There was a 24 year old girl, my niece, my nephew was dating and she decided to sterilize herself because she was so convinced she didn't want to have children. And I'm like, you don't even know your, your biology you're trying to pretend you're like a computer going through this life instead of a biological person going through this life. And it's so interesting when we get into this, like, oh, I'm so rational. And then to make stupid, stupid decisions because we just don't understand what or who we are. Well, you know, Aaron, again, someone's listening right now like, well, that's your opinion, people, <laughs> which is true. It is our opinion. But, but you're right. Maybe if you're out there and you think that's the way to go. Listen, the only way is going to be time when time is going to pass by and you're going to like, you know, you're going to have those moments by yourself like, sheesh, I could have done this, but I didn't because I made a decision. Now, now just mind everyone listening right now. Uh, this is fact, you know, your your front lobe evolves around the age of 25. And that's when you start potentially making some rational decisions and your identity is somewhere around 35 so, so there's a lot of gap there to to make any decision early on, as as harsh or rush, you know, that can be, it can be just irreversible, and you might regret it eventually. Now, you might think that right now it's not relevant in the discussion, and we're just a bunch of you know maybe old you know farts that are talking right now. You can probably think that if you're in that age. However, folks, you know, understand something. We're sharing with with you some stuff that we've experienced in life. We've had a few, you know ups and downs in, 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 in the last few decades. And I can tell you, we've experienced a lot of things and we all think about some decisions. You know, did I do the right thing? Was that the right decision? Could I possibly done it without no kids? And, you know, and even with your kids, you know, not kids that are easy. Kids also can be tough and you got to deal with that, right? There's, there's a lot of moments where you're like, ah, oh, my God. And, you know, but you can't replace them and you can't trade them. You start, you got to love them for the, for who they are, no matter what. And, and so there's a lot of stuff that, to your point, we don't know, and you know we are meant to 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 go through these 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 experiences in life, but we can mitigate a lot of this by by prior planning, by by calculating you know the 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 actual risk, if you want to call it, by actually looking at all the possibilities and putting all the components in place. 
and picking the right person that's going to really match. I mean, to your point, I think the example of having the right team member with you along the right or the right partner. And as a matter of fact, I have, I have a few businesses with partners and I've had some. And, you know, believe me, folks, if you do have one or two people that you have to actually decide with, you can disagree on a logo. Okay, as literally I've had disagreements about a logo, about a color on a logo, you know, just to give you like sometimes what is you might think like what kind of partner you have. They're smart people, but that's not the issue. The issue is that I have an opinion, you have an opinion, he has an opinion. And even in business, you know, when you look at a commercial, you know how many people actually have gone through that commercial before it got to you in the screen? You know, how many you know times that went back to the drawing, you know, board and, and stuff. And yet probably one of those original models would have been good, but someone didn't see them. You know, in the decision line, and it could, if you have seen it, maybe you would have seen, you would have appreciated the first one. But that's the thing; it's it's my view, and since I have the authority, let's say, to make that decision, and I don't see it, I might say I don't want it, and then you're gonna debate. And now that's the other thing: if we all disagree at the first time, well, no one's gonna be in a partnership with anyone, <laughs> and therefore it's gonna go. You know, you gotta trade. You have sometimes to 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 compensate you have to sometimes to just you know uh agree to disagree sometimes you have to actually just you know make it work regardless because you know you can't always win things and arguments in in the business sometimes you got to give in as well so with partners it's just that give and take and you know and you but you have to have the right partner if a partner is not willing to do that or you're not willing you're the wrong person to be a partner with and so that's in the business model it applies in life yeah, and that's that's the thing is if you look in a business, if you try to run it and you're like, I'm going to make all the decisions and I always finish them, it doesn't work very well. But if you're like, here's my marketing guy, he makes the marketing decisions. And the logo at the end of the day is his responsibility or her responsibility. I may think it sucks. I don't understand it. I think it looks dumb. But if I'm like, if that's what it's testing, you do it. And this goes back to your other thing. Like in business, if I looked at it and I'm like, what? I want to build a successful company. The first thing, a lot of times you're looking at it like, how have people done this? Let's go research all these other successful companies out there that have made lots of money or been where I want to be. And yet, and that, that's where I say, like, look at look ahead at people in your life the same way. Like for men and women, look at them and be like, oh, you're a doctor. You neglected your family. You ended up getting divorced. You have lots of money, but you got divorced and your kids hate you. Was it worth it? And if they're like, no, then you go, okay, data point. Maybe that's not the right path. Like you're you're gathering data points in business and in life to go like, what business models, what culture do I want to have? What structure, what strategies do I want to have? Do I want to do a high risk entrepreneurial one? Or do I want to do a low risk go into government work one, right? All of these things are there and you want to go research them and think through them because they're non-trivial effects on your life. And I think that's where people have... A lot of people have been like, oh, this is what you do. And you're like, who's telling me this? Are these happy people? Are these successful people? Because there's a lot of stupid people with opinions, right? And I mean, even look in your family. My family has not been a democracy. My kids are dumb. Kids are always dumb. They don't know what's good for them. If you let the kids govern, they'll, they'll be like, okay, let's a democracy. Dad made X amount of dollars. Let's split it up evenly for all the kids. Cool. Now we're, we're screwed as a family. So we don't govern our, 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 our families that way because kids are stupid and it's, they just haven't learned. We, I was stupid. We're all stupid, right? That's the whole thing of being a kid. And that to me is where we need to think about it of how do we train the kids? How do we 
look at ourselves and go in business. I definitely was like, I'm not the smartest guy. Let's start reading all these books about the smart people. Let's start doing this. The same thing should be done in family. Okay. What are the relationships? Who are the people that have great relationships? Let me go interview all these people. How did they choose a spouse? Oh, they did. They didn't have to choose much. Oh, they did this way. Okay. Now what can I learn? Now I go make a decision. It just seems like so many people are running like on autopilot mentally. They're not actually, especially in family, they'll like, they'll be amazing business people and then complete morons in their family. And that's hopefully what I was trying to do with my book is like, the principles are the freaking same guys. Like, Don't treat your kids just like a junior employee doesn't know what, how you should strategically run your business. Don't, don't take advice from your kids on the things you want to do. You can take their input. But don't take, don't, don't let them drive the ship for sure. You know, you know, it's funny because someone listening is like, you know, oh, that's harsh. You know, you said dumb and stupid for the kids. But here's the thing, folks, this is, we all, those words exist, right? I mean, for a reason, right? And they do have a descriptive to them. And it's, we all are at any given point, we make some dumb decisions. And, and you know what, like, because we don't have the clear picture, you know, like even me, like with my kids, you know, I make decisions like, well, why dad? You just you, you. Even if I told you, you're not going to comprehend it at this point. I mean, there was there will be a point in life I'm like, damn. Now I know why that did this way, and that's exactly what happens. And I I can go back to my time when my parents did stuff and I did not understand what they were doing until later on. Like God, I didn't realize how much my parents had to go through before. Because before the age of before I went to college, I didn't realize how hard life was for them. I mean, you just lived your life, you know, you like everything was available and you did what you had to do and you were cool and, and you just enjoyed life. But I just, now that I'm in the same, in their shoes, I realize how bad it was for my parents and I'm going through it like, damn, now, now I have to thank my parents for the work they did and why they make the decision they made. It's very difficult folks, you know, so, you know, you know, it's, it's role discussions, but you know, sometimes the, the truth hurts as they say, you know, but it's reality, folks. It, it is happening, and we make some decisions. And you're right. There is no such thing as a true democracy. I'm sorry, folks. If you think that is the case, you know, I think uh, maybe in, on Mars, maybe, but not on Earth. Because I don't know if there's a, a true democracy anywhere. We're in the United States of America, and we are democratic, you know, level, but level, not, not necessarily stuff. There's still decision-making and executive decisions that are made that you cannot, you know, do stuff. We had the lockdown. You can say no to it, right? There you go. Uh, so <laughs> an example, you know, that, that can be as clear as, as, as daylight, right? But here's the thing, folks. The concept is that in family matters, and, and, and I, this is going to probably seal today's show, you know, there is there is the concept of people sometimes even uh, leading by example, well, not leading by example, leading their life by other people's examples <laughs> and other people's reality. Your your reality is different from other people's realities. Your, your partner may not be the other person just because other people have done it a certain way doesn't mean that you have to do it certainly your background your culture your religion your beliefs your system your your components i mean a german car is not the same as as, as a, you know an american car or a japanese car they're they're similar but they're different components may vary right unless they're all from made in china that's not a joke <laughs> but that's not the reality right but you know what i'm talking about folks the concept is that we have different ways and so you know if i'm building my family you know i tell this to my kids you know your friends may be doing it certain way their parents may be allowing certain things i'm not this is how we do it this is our world this is how we do it and you, you guys are free to go and live with them if you want. <laughs> Literally, I've, I've had this discussion. You know, see what happens. 
But this is our style. This is how we do it because we have our own way of doing things. And mom and I, we're, we're working toward big things and we're going to do it and we're going to make it through. Sometimes kids don't understand because they are coming with other opinions and that's okay. But they're coming with opinions with that a good insight as to what is going on here. And so they come in with something else. And frankly, those other folks are not in the same predicament or, or, or time frame or conditions we have. Mm -hmm. And so there's no way for them to match. It's like, you know, apples to oranges, two different things. You know, they're not the same, uh, you know, and even if they're apples, one is a red apple, one is a green apple, two different, you know, flavor and taste. It's not working. So understanding the same thing here, it's, it's that kind of thing. So, so now uh, Aaron, the cultures of a family that can lead to success, what do they look like? And I, I think, and then from there, we can talk into, uh, into the book, you know, finale. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Well, this is where I, like I said, Walmart's culture and Google's culture are not the same. So it, it's not, this is very much an engineering approach. Like if you understand all the components, you realize that there is no right culture. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, there's probably some cultural elements you need, like high ability to take risks, high risk tolerance, low, um, low threshold for disappointment and failure, you know, like high learning, you got to really be a learner. That's if you're going to be an entrepreneur, but if you want to go be a work at the post office, that's a different set of values. And as long as you're not spending your money, like this entrepreneur who made money, made, you know, like Bill Gates, then you'll be fine. It's really about putting the components together. Just like if I, you know, when you go into a business and you're like, Oh, how's it going? And then they're like, well, we're not doing so well. And you're like, what's the problem? And it's pretty easy. It's just like either sales, it's marketing. It's like there's there's only so many ways that they can logistically or legitimately go wrong. It's the same way in families. It's like there's not, it's not that complicated if you understand the pieces of the family. And then you go, okay, you're not investing in your relationship with your spouse. Okay, that's a core problem. You're not investing in your relationship with your kids, or you're over and you're under-investing in you're, you're spending too much time playing games or you're maybe over-investing with friends and you're not investing enough. So it's it's not hard to see. It's just like, if you understand the components, it's like there is a culture for being a doctor. There is, usually, there's a culture if you want to be an entrepreneur. I had a friend, he didn't pay his mortgage for six months because he was spending it all on his business. His wife was aligned with it and it worked and they ended up doing really well. But that's a risk tolerance that the wife had to have and he had to have. My brother-in-law's an arborist. He works cutting down trees. He doesn't need the same level of risk tolerance. Like, or working at the post office, working as a doctor, they all need different things. So to me, it's much more around, just like if I wanted to build an airplane, I need to understand lift. I understand drag. I understand gravity. I understand thrust. But once I do that, I can either build a Boeing you know, like 777, which is an amazing, takes people to for you know long, long hauls, or I can make a fighter jet or I can make a little Cessna, all of those things, once I understand the principles, I can understand and build. But if I don't understand the principles, they're all going to fail. So that's really where I look at it from the book and from this perspective is helping people understand the fundamental principles so that they can then build whatever family they want. Does that make sense? And be successful. It's really getting the alignment around those things, those things not trying to say, here's the Aaron Shelley way. No, don't follow my path. Except if you're looking at, you're trying to do the same things, there's probably something to learn. But if you're trying to be a doctor, I didn't go that way. Sorry.
Well, you know, Aaron, uh, actually, it does make sense. It's, you know, uh, you cannot be any more lucid <laughs> and clear, and it's 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 crisp. I mean, it is it is. I mean, obviously, if you're watching this right now, I mean, it's certainly uh, you know uh, deep thoughts that you have to give this. But in reality, as you said, it's not rocket science. It's pretty simple stuff. Uh, we use these logics in a lot of areas. Sometimes hearing them. Uh, can make a difference, you know, because we get sometimes just sidetracked with a lot of things. But sometimes when you have it in front of you, it can give you, or at least listen, and you'll be like, damn, I didn't, didn't think about that way or this way. At least it gives you a perspective of things and a different angle of how things. But the fact is we all have the ability to to negotiate these these relationships and the partnerships, and we have to do it. Now, someone who has never experienced business Partners may not know how it is. You know, someone's always been in a in a role of a job where they just get to be doing tasks and stuff, and they know what they do and they work certain hours. It may be difficult, uh, but as you get into the relationship business, you know, that may be your first business opportunity. <laughs> you know, and, and transactional yeah. business opportunity as you date, and and that's why a lot of dating doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it fails quickly. You know, as quickly as it begins. Because, you know, like, oh, this is not, you know, I mean, we, we hear jokes all the time. People go to first dinner. It's like, oh, my God. And sometimes they show on those movies and stuff like, you know, you know, like 10, 10 days later, it's like, oh, you know, and the person just looking like, you know, weird in front of them. But it happens. <laughs> you show get But isn't that like, isn't that just like interviewing? You know what I mean? It's a, this is if you look yes. at dating and you're like, I need to find a good thing. You're, you're looking at this from a sales perspective or an interview perspective. Like, I need to go through and, and hey see what's out there, see what's available to me, and then see who fits. And then I make an offer. And sometimes there's a counter offer, you know, like that's the way sales, that's the way, you know, hiring works. And yet for some reason, people are like, no, no, I just want to date. And you're like, do you understand what that means? If you approach it from the, <laughs> the right perspective, you're not like, like sales guys who are really sensitive to rejection don't tend to last very long, right? Because, oh, he said no again. Oh, and you're just like, that's the nature of the job. And that's where I think dating is. It's like, you need to understand, you need to learn on your side, what your possibilities are. And you also probably need to develop the skills of dating, right? If I would have, if I would have met my wife when I was younger and she was younger, both of us wouldn't have connected because we weren't at the right place. So I think a lot of it's just like, <clears throat> look at it and go, how are we trying to execute this? And do I understand the game I'm currently playing? Because when you're dating, it is a numbers game, it is a filtering game, and it is not this clear, like, you're not saying like, oh, she's super hot. I really want her as a wife. You're like, you're an idiot if that's all you're thinking, right? The reason we don't hire based on looks is because we want functions done. And yet so many people appear, in my opinion, to just be marrying based on, you know, these looks and these overt things. Oh, he's got money. Yeah, but how's this culture? How's this other things? Unless you're looking at the deep dive, you're just being very foolish in how you're approaching life and especially the most important, one of the most important decisions you'll make. Well, uh, some people start with zero dollars, but they're together, they can make millions. And as long as they have the same compatibility, the same vision, the same values, you can build from there. I mean, that's all you need. It's like, you know, have the right DNA, the right, you know, molecules to get started and the rest just evolves, right? Uh, but you're right. If you look at the, the, I guess the fluff, you know, the outside and the, just the cosmetics, you know, I mean, it's funny because my wife and I, we laugh sometimes and you see all these, these cosmetic stuff and like the makeup artists, 
they can turn someone literally different from from who they are. And you take all that makeup, like you know, we joke. You go to the back, you go to uh, to the club, you come back in the morning, like what the hell? That's not the same person I was with last night, you know. So it's a joke, but it's reality. I mean, it's the same concept, you know. That facade, you know, it's not. It's you got to go deep, and 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 that doesn't happen. I'm stopping to your point. It's understanding and and really getting to know the person from the core of their values, as opposed to just like because here's the thing. I, we we have this joke in sales. Everybody's going to tell you what you want to hear at the sales pitch, right? At the, at the interview. You know, that's not how you get them. I get them when I get them into a real scenario, you know, event where I give them to role play with me. That's why I deep dive with them. But if it's like, you know, tell me good things about I'm I'm the best thing that happens in sliced bread. Okay, cool. I mean, you know, well, let's talk about how that looks in real. And so that's the same concept. If you're going to talk to someone that's dating you, they're not going to tell you like they actually like, you know, are crazy lunatics you know, in the back. They're not going to tell you that they actually, you know, I, I don't know. That's a joke. You know, they actually urinate and you want know, to keep all the stuff, you know, splashed up, just keeping it. Because that's actually, I think, I'd uh, be for a lot of women, you know, and keep all the the toilet seats up. Right. You know, uh, you know, those are the things. They're not going to tell you those things. You will see them in real life if you're with them. Right. And so so that's the thing. You know, so it's a very interesting, you know, topic. And this is not going to end here today. You know, I mean, there's, there's so many things. We might have even a comeback. Now, the family flywheel is the title of the, the, the book. Cool name. You know, I try to figure out, like, you know, the picture of that that whole, you know, title itself. I'm sure there's a story behind it. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, I mean, yeah. I know we've we've exceeded the time. I mean, if you have a minute to share, yeah. that'll be great. Yeah. So the if you the flywheel is something in engineering that gains additional mass and actually provides stability, or gains speed. As it gains speed, it gets it's providing stability. Kind of a gyroscope is one, but it also can gain more and more speed. This is how most companies work. Um, the book Good to Great talks about this, where you're you're getting the flywheel effect. You do little things, and then over time, you start to generate massive wealth. So how you see Google. At one point, it was worth nothing. Then it was worth a million dollars in '99. Now it's worth over a trillion dollars. This is it wasn't like a million to a trillion. It, it, it's a it's a flywheel. It's a, it's an incremental build. And if you look at finance, my my favorite book in finance is probably Rich Dad Poor Dad because it was the first time I understood. Oh, I take my money, I buy an asset, asset provides income, incomes gives me cash flow. This is a flywheel, right? The more money I have, more income I generate, more I invest back in, more I, okay. But I expand that out because it's the same way, not just with finance, but your family needs to be looking at the relationships as well as the, the human resources, your health, how you're using your time and your abilities. So those three resources are really the things going through a family that the business model's using, and that's where you're getting the flywheel. And over time, that flywheel, you see with rich people, you're like, I can't even spend all the money I have anymore, right? That's because they have a flywheel. And they're like, I have so many relationships because now people want to introduce me to more good people. And you see this in podcasting, you're like, oh, now they have all these guys and now you got Joe Rogan and then he's got this guy. And you're like, dude, you have the biggest people because it's the flywheel effect, right? And then you're like, I don't have time for all these relationships. I don't have time. Like people are giving me money. They want to do this. And that's where this flywheel effect idea comes from. And that's what I want for people is your family can get so much stronger, just like a business. And then you're like, now we can generationally pass this on too, if we do a good job in training our children. So that's really where I see it like generationally. And that's what I want for my kids. I'm like, I don't want to give them stuff, but at the same time, I want to help them in ways that I, I didn't have available to me. 
but I don't want to, you know, it's like this balance of, I don't want to stifle their development. I, you know, I'm the spotter who keeps picking the weight off. I'm like, no, no, I want to keep putting weight on, but I want to spot them so that they have a safety net. So this is really the idea of the flywheel is this, how do you research, make good choices? So then you have more money. Now you use that money to build, get relationships. Now use those relationships and the money to do even better things and, and develop your health. Then you use that. And all of a sudden you have opportunities that are amazing. And that's, I mean, that's personally been my experience in life. And that's where I, I've seen it in other families as well. So that's really where I think the concept is awesome, but I've also seen it executed. And that's what I love. Well, listen, I mean, it, it makes sense. Actually, it's a great concept in terms of life, family, and in business too. I mean, it's it's really, it works because that's how it, that's how you start. One thing leads to the other and you build and, and you have to have the components and you keep building and so on and so forth. And the family is the same thing. It's not start small and you build and build before you know it. If you do it right, it, it's just going to get better and better. Um, well, listen, the family flywheel is available on Amazon and, and other, I guess, bookstores and, you know, online. And so we'll have the link to it on, on the description of the show so people can actually get it. Um, and, uh, we'll also have a promotion on our social media about it. because I, I think it's definitely a book that's worth reading and, 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 and sharing. Uh, I think, listen, I had a great time, Aaron. I mean, I, uh, I know we went a little over the hour, but it was just an intriguing you know, discussion and it's a lot of stuff. And I hope that we didn't offend people, but 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 also we were as clear as possible on certain things. And folks, listen, if you don't agree with us, that's okay too. Uh, or you don't agree with Aaron's, you know, vision here, it's cool. But guess what? He is giving it, you know, as is. And, you know, these are things that work. I mean, these are, you know, free tested formulas that are in real business and in real life and they can make a difference in whether you make it or not and how, how well you can run your life for the longest time, for the longest run. That's the other thing. I mean, you want to live a life for the longest run with your partners and, and, and for the family's sake and so on and so forth. And you're eventually you want to live to a point. I mean, I, I love when I see an older couple still doing, you know, the things on, on trips and having holding hands. I'm sure they've had their bad times and bad days, but they still took it out, you know, and made it, you know, all through. And, you know, I, we've seen these pictures of people dying together, literally at, at old age. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, at least for me, I, I believe so. I mean, some people say like, who cares, right? But that's okay. That's your opinion too. I mean, we respect that, you know. And so, um, you know, Aaron, any last words of wisdom to our audiences today? To me, I just, I think it's a lot about looking at your family holistically and trying to make sure if you understand it, and then you can make sure you're, you're balancing things according to how you want your life to be. Like just, it, I, the, one of the titles I played with was intentional families. It's like, this is all about understanding so you can build whatever type of family you want, but just making sure it's going to be successful. Just like in business, there's like, I want people to be successful so that they make money, so they contribute to society. It's the same with families. If you don't want to get married, great. If you want to get married, great. If you want to have kids, don't want to, whatever. It's really just, here's how the different pieces, they play together so that you can build the family you want. All right, that's it. We're going to live with that. <laughs> Aaron, I took a lot of your time, and I, I, but I enjoyed this. You know, Hopefully, come back later on You know, another time. We can talk some more because this will be an interesting you know, uh, 
sequel, I guess, to the discussion. Folks, I hope you had a great time and and, and enjoyed stuff. But really, um, you know, it's it's as real as it gets. This is this is live, and sometimes we need to to hear these things to help us maybe, you know, get our bearings correctly. Uh, you know, again, the fly the flywheel and, and all the gyroscope and all the stuff works. You know, I mean, these are things used, so let's 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 apply them as well if we can. Um, that being said, American Age, uh, we'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, and new guest. Bye for now. Wow, 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 wow,